You're listening to The Itch, Rock Matters. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And we've got a topic this week. You know, guys, I think this might actually be the first one where our flavor of the week for the podcast is technically the same band that you did a flavor of the week for this year on the radio show. Well, it's because we didn't have that many flavor of the weeks this year. Yeah. Right, right. So, and, and not many artists are coming out with two albums a year. And so we have a special occasion right now. It's actually really cool because we did do this for Flavor of the Week on the show, but it's it's a completely different thing when we do it for Flavor of the Week on the show because we just play like four or five songs and then we kind of talk about it, but we don't go into detail, obviously, as much as we do on our podcast. So exactly. I, I've been looking forward to going over this because New Empire Volume 1 is just kind of a step in the right direction for this band, and I, I truly feel that they just continued to go that direction with the second volume. And I'm really excited about this band, the direction they're going and, and the things that they're going to do. They're just headed down the right path. In my opinion, that's exciting. And now they got two albums this year to move on that path. So the artist we're talking about is Hollywood undead. And on Valentine's day, they released an album called new empire volume one, which you guys got to do, as we said on the itch radio show in the final weeks before the world shut down. And now before time, in the before time. Yes. <laughs> the long, long ago. Oh man. Long, it's been... long ago. It feels like it. That's for sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was the second to last flavor we did. Cause the last one we did was uh five finger death punch. Yep. That sounds yeah. about right. Cause five finger death punch came out uh, the, the tail end of February. And so, but here Hollywood undead is come back on December 4th with volume two. And so now we get to kind of double dip and return to something that you guys played on the air to speak a little bit about it here in addition to um, the brand new album. But first, we got a little bit of, um, I don't know what you'd call it. House Housekeeping. Cleaning? Housekeeping. Yeah, house- yeah. Shout out. <laughs> Why did I say house cleaning? Like, dirty. House cleaning. <laughs> I, I don't really want to do any house cleaning right now. It's way too late in the evening for that kind of nonsense. <laughs> but housekeeping we can do. We encourage listeners every week to give us feedback. But last week, we specifically mentioned that itchrocks.com, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S dot C-O-M, is uh, <laughs> up and running. <laughs> I had to throw the last part in. And that you could send us voicemails. And so we're going to encourage you to do that again. We did get some feedback from a couple of people. And so we wanted to kind of run through that real quick before we dive into Hollywood and Dead and all their masked wackiness. So I got a message from my friend Leah, who I sort of recruited to listen to the show. And um, I appreciate what she said, because it's totally in line with kind of the aim of one of the things we we go for. She said that what she likes about it is that our show is different and that we're talking about albums. And she doesn't feel like people really listen to albums anymore as so much as just like playlists on shuffle. And so she's a big fan of the start to finish uh, album experience which we've discussed at length in previous episodes and so um that made me happy to hear that there are other people out there who feel that as well that can respect and appreciate singles and eps and whatnot but really like a good solid start to finish experience you know what's funny is like i feel like i like both like i love listening to singles i can listen to random stuff on on all day like that's why i have the mass amount of songs that i have sure at my fingertips but like yeah no i, I agree like i also will you know especially for new albums like the newer they are 
even the classics, like there's just nothing better than just kind of sitting and listening to a full length album, especially if it's one of those that's like worth listening to from, from start to finish. Right. You know where I'm kind of at with that is like at this point in how music operates in society, I get like the grandson approach, for example, of taking a couple years where he was releasing singles, remixes, guest spots, EPs, just a little bit here and there, keeping it out there before he finally dropped a full on album. And that works because it keeps you having things out that are timely. It's very relevant. But if you're going to put out an album, I want you to put out an album. I don't want you to put out 11 tracks. Three of them are radio singles and the rest are filler. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to if you're going to make an album, make everything count. Otherwise, go the singles and EP route and just put out the best songs that you make as you make them. That's fine. Yeah, honestly, I think that's the approach most people have now, just because the way people buy music and download stuff. So, and so, and then you know, with Amazon and and iTunes and etc., you can right. go on there for ninety nine cents. You can pick and choose the tracks that you like from an album, or you know, the couple that you've heard, and ignore the rest. And I think that that's a common thing to do. Well, I think that's what it is too, though. Is you you can, and it's funny because like I think for most of them, it's like you can pay a dollar twenty nine for the whole song. Yeah. Or you can get like the album, like let's say that there's, you know, 10 tracks and you can get the album for $10 or you can pay a dollar 29 for, for per yeah. track. So, I mean, I, you know, in that kind of a situation, I'm one of those that like, I've, I'm hoping that the whole album is actually worth it. So then I don't feel bad for buying the entire album. <laughs> yeah. Instead of spending a dollar 29 per song that I want. Hey, but you did make the fiscally responsible choice by getting that discount by just getting them all in a bundle. <laughs> Exactly. So that's, that's exactly what <laughs> yeah, I told yeah. my wife. I'm, I'm getting the whole CD because <laughs> I'm being fiscally responsible. Dan takes it even a step further because Dan very much whenever, whenever possible, I'm not going to say you do it all the time, but I know you do it more than I do, which is almost never for me anymore. Um, but you actually like to have physical copies of stuff sometimes <laughs> yeah. and you appreciate album art and, you know, liner notes and what the disc looks like. I don't know what most albums look like anymore, like the CDs themselves, because it's been so long since I bought one. And so that's kind of that's a whole different level. But I think it's kind of cool, too. Yeah, actually, I was really, really thoroughly surprised to see because uh, I got grandson CD and like it it was old school, like clear case plastic. I was so excited. I'm not even going to lie. Like I got, <laughs> I got literally excited about it because. You know, I've gotten so many of these stupid fucking paper CD yeah, cases. It nowadays. wasn't made out of like potatoes. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was really excited. I was like, "Holy cow, look at this! It's plastic." And then I was like, "Oh, it's gonna get cracked some of the one of these days soon, I'm sure." Because <laughs> they go in my car and they'll stay in my car for like six months to a year, you know. And they they usually will transfer from my passenger seat to my glove box. Yeah. You know, it all depends on whether or not the wife is in the car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is, is that there's been so much good stuff that's come out this year um, that my glove box is full. And so <laughs> it's it's just like piling up around the, the passenger side of the car. So I, I got to figure out something. I'm about to get you one of those just old school CD cases. Well, I have I have one. So okay. oh, come on, trust me. I mean, I'm one of those like old school ones that used to have the big giant book, you know? Yeah. yeah. Where I actually had like the CD booklet and the CD in it to where you could see exactly what album it was. You just didn't have to look at the CD itself. 
Yeah. Mine was really nice. I had like the, th- I think it held like 300 or some crap. Like it was huge. That's amazing. Yeah. You yeah. had, you had for your albums, what I had for my baseball cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, and then I, I mean, it still continued into my adult life. That's for sure. Cause I, I have a, I have two CD shelves that I have completely full. So <laughs> that's art there you go <laughs> i love I, I love music i mean as one should if they're going to do a podcast about it and be on the radio about it for sure exactly <laughs> or just in general <laughs> i just feel like one should love music but uh i don't know too many people in the world that i would could be like hey do you like music and they're like nah i could do without it <laughs> <laughs> so the, most people like something somewhere it's just a matter of what it is but i don't nah, i'm cool i'm yeah. cool I yeah like i'm good in silence <laughs> yeah i don't need audio really just really just prefer looking at stuff not hearing things yeah all day looking at stuff that's me so <laughs> but i want to also point out leah mentioned that she disagreed with my comparison of grandson in uh episode 32 being in the same realm as 21 pilots. So I had to get some confirmation on that. So I asked why, why did she disagree with that? And she said, because 21 pilots sucks and grandson doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) And that's pretty much what Dan said. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, well, I wasn't comparing them in quality. I was comparing them in terms of sort of uh, general vibe of what they're doing, but Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I thought that was a great response. So <laughs> it's very true. That's for sure. That that's that's great. <laughs> so you've, you've got people agreeing with you there. And I know KC heard a little bit of, of very of useful uh, feedback from uh, the last episode or two as well. Yeah, I got some feedback from my cousin Kyle, and uh, I've been wanting you know friends and family to just check out the podcast and just give us any any type of feedback. He said. Thanks for letting him know. And he's had a lot of data entry work this week. So the podcast has been keeping him sane while he does it. And his constructive criticism would be for us to give a little bit more background and history context to uh, the artists that we talk about as we introduce them. Because he says, I'm sure the three of you, the artists are like old friends, but for some of us less knowledgeable, being reminded of who they are up front will help with context as we hear about them. I thought that was a great, a great piece of advice. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. I, it's hard, you know, cause we've done this show for so long and we, we are knowledgeable and we just kind of talk, but we have to kind of keep in mind for newer listeners or listeners that aren't as familiar with, of the artists that we talk about. We just gotta, gotta keep that in mind a little bit more. I think. At any given time, somebody might be listening that has absolutely no knowledge of or frame of reference for an artist that we're talking about. And so especially on these episodes, the ones that do focus mostly on a single artist, I think it's a a great and appreciated piece of advice to do a little more of an introduction to them rather than just diving straight into the album that we're talking about. So you have a little context to back that up. Yeah, I agree. And honestly, you know, it's not something I ever thought about because if you think about it you know when we're on radio we can just play them the music we don't really have to introduce them we can just have them introduce themselves so to speak and because half the job on the radio is saying here's this artist and this song and if somebody was listening to a specific genre on the radio at any given time chances are they already like that music and are fairly familiar same could be said for the podcast i suppose but nonetheless 
I think it's great advice because coming from a radio background, it's, it's, you know, like we said, it's not something that we needed to do because we would just, they would just introduce themselves and we would talk about them after the fact. <laughs> but um, no, I, I appreciate that. Cause he is right. It's, it's, I know so much about these bands that it's not even a second thought, but like, it's the same thing that kind of happens whenever I'm talking about, anything to uh pretty much anybody outside of our circle really so we got to presume that there's somebody out there who has no idea who this artist is before when we start talking about them i think that's a good rule of thumb yep so with that in mind maybe that's what will help us expand <laughs> since uh, there we go you know we've been so narrow-minded so far obviously yeah. yeah well we got some ideas in the works that we're we'll be talking about amongst ourselves and then publicly at some point but for now, we've still got at least a few more episodes that um, I think we're focusing on these these flavors. Yeah. So with all that said, can you guys introduce Listener X to uh, Hollywood Undead? Absolutely. It would be my pleasure. <laughs> uh, so Hollywood Undead is actually a band that kind of came about because of social media. Back when they released their album in, two, in uh, sorry, 2008, their first album was called Swan Songs. Uh, the only way that anybody had ever heard of these guys was MySpace. They actually just went on MySpace and made a couple of songs and the songs blew up on MySpace. And then they, I guess, got a record deal and kind of have been like just a crazy, crazy band. And it's been a crazy, crazy ride for this band since then. Uh they just now put out their seventh album, their sixth and seventh album this year with new empire volume one and volume two. So uh, they're kind of the one thing that they're, I will say that they're well known for is they all, and they, they kind of started out this way. It was like, everybody thought they maybe were like maybe slipknot <laughs> ripoffs because they all came out with like these kind of goalie masks. Um, and they all had their own unique designs. But the one thing I really liked about Hollywood and Dead is, yes, they all do have the their own mask. But like every time you see them live, they'll come out, they'll do like one song in their mask and then they throw their mask to the <laughs> side. Like so they don't really it, it's not really a thing. They usually still wear them in in album art, though. Like, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. If yeah, like, usually the cover. Yeah. I don't know if they're one of those bands that changes them up. Like, like I know Slipknot changes up their masks now and then like they, they, keep, they keep their characters or whatever, but they might just update the look. I do believe that you're correct. They do keep the characters. They, I think they do update the look, but you know, they've gone through a lot of kind of band member changes too. Yeah. So they've kind of had to adjust. <laughs> um, they, the band has shrunk down considerably since they started out as a, uh, as a MySpace kind of group. Um, yeah, there's cause five of them today. And there was at what, some point, what? Yeah. Eight maybe. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, when the band's first album came out, there was six. Okay. But they had a couple of other people that were helping them whenever they, uh, like when they first started, they had this guy named shady Jeff when they were on the MySpace, So they were technically about <laughs> yeah. seven and then the album came out, they dropped down to six and they, they dropped deuce. Uh, <laughs> you got to drop deuce. And <laughs> I was going to say, should we run through, should we run through <laughs> some of the, the names right now? Cause, uh, Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We should totally. So people understand well, what I'm talking about. But like, before dropping deuce, I got to tell you, though, I feel like if you're wise and you got a person in your life named Shady Jeff, you should probably get that person out of your life. <laughs> and so 
I don't. I understand and that. And the curls me. spelled K U R L Z Z. The curls. He's no longer there either. For also further frame of reference, um, two of the three members of the itch are at least wavy haired, if not curly haired guys. <laughs> so for you guys being familiar with the curls, it does he have curly hair? Was that why he was? Oh called yeah. That? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to be sure. Yeah. So when the first album came out, Swan Songs, the band consisted of six people. It was J-Dog, Funny Man, Johnny Three Tears, Charlie Scene, Deuce, and DeCurls. DeCurls was, for the most part, the electronic drummer. Okay. Uh, He didn't really sing much on the album. Uh, Deuce was like the singer that sang during the chorus parts, and he was pretty much, they called him the producer. He pretty much kind of came up with all the music for all their, their songs. And then the main three singers were J-Dog, Johnny Three Tears, and Charlie Scene. Funny Man kind of had like his appearances and songs. He's really good. I mean, he's a, he's a core member of the band. There's no doubt about it. But he was not as prominent as the other three singers. I always wondered, because again, I don't follow this band the, the way you have, that with the name Funny Man, you got to go one of two ways. Either he's like your hype guy like who mostly is just there to like run around and try to get crowds excited or he's the straight man. And it's irony that his name is funny man, where he's just like this serious dude. I don't quite remember exactly why they call him funny man. I think for whatever reason, I want to say it's kind of like the uh, boondock saints funny man to where it was just irony. Okay. That that it's like, he, maybe he just is not that funny. (laughs) I I don't know. I was trying to look it up and I, I can't find it. We'll figure out why this man is funny at some point. Well, there's many songs where they they reference everybody by name, and then that's a very Beastie Boy thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> and they were very much more club oriented in their first couple of albums. Yeah, and that was that was mainly because of Deuce. Like he was the producer. Like I said, he came up with the majority of their music, and he wanted that club style music. And so they got rid of Deuce after their. I think it was after the first album. It was. I believe yes. it was. Yeah. So he didn't last long. Swan Songs was his swan song. As it were. <laughs> That's <what> it was. <laughs> and funny story about the departure of Deuce, as it says on Wikipedia, when that happened, Aaron actually tried to edit Wikipedia to make it say the drop, the dropping of Deuce. <laughs> and it only lasted like a couple of days. <laughs> I really tried you guys. Like, I think, I think we should try again. <laughs> We Mike. should to honor this episode. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Check this out. After you listen to this episode, go to Wikipedia, look up Hollywood Undead, see if it says anything about dropping a deuce. Dropping, dropping a, a deuce in American Tragedy 2010, American 2011. Tragedy. <laughs> uh, I, you know, we'll, we'll give it another good shot and see what happens. Probably it won't, won't last long, but maybe you'll be able to get it. Maybe if you're able to get yourself a screenshot of that, hook us up. Let us know. <laughs> well, and speaking of Deuce, we unfortunately had a chance to see him do his solo stuff, and it it, it was rather yeah. bad. It was terrible. It was it was absolutely terrible. He, he was trying to sing <laughs> stuff from Swan Songs, like basically by himself, and it just it, it didn't work. Ooh. yeah, because he wasn't the the rapper, right? He was the the chorus singer. Um, well, and so from what it sounds like, he. <laughs> He started bringing his own personal assistant for touring and it caused a rift between the bands. So yeah, they, 
It totally dropped Deuce. And honestly, that was the best thing for this band. They picked up a guy named, named Daniel Murillo, uh, otherwise known as Danny. Just straight uh, Danny. Yeah. He didn't come in with a cool ass nickname like he and still doesn't have one even after all these years. I don't know what the hell's going on with that. <laughs> it's just Danny. He's not that guy. He totally should have elevated himself by by now. I mean, he's been <laughs> on, he's been on the in the band for six albums. Like, come on. Right, we'll see if we can come name. up with a nickname for him. That's a, that can be our personal aim here. I don't I don't know the guy well enough to. Uh, <laughs> oh, it doesn't come matter. Up with a cool ass nickname. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We're just making crap up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm gonna call uh, him D Money for now. Better than Deuce. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Double <laughs> Deuce. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. He's done. <laughs> Double Deuce, Danny. Double deuce, Danny. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to point out, um, we've been talking about how there are multiple vocalists and people dropping raps, so we didn't actually specify to this point the sound of this band. And Johnny Three Tears himself said at one point that he would call their act industrial hip hop. He says they're sort of this combination of like a Nine Inch Nails sound and a Beastie Boys vocal style. Um, which I think is fair enough. Like they're they're I mean, to overgeneralize, they're a rap rock band. Yeah, I think they've merged into that sound. Like, yeah, when they first started out, they were definitely club music. Like, there's no doubt about it. Like that's and even they even sang about being in the club. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I love the direction that they've gone. I think that um, that's a huge success of the, to of that has been from bringing Danny into the band. And, you know, the curls wasn't much he he just was like the like i said the electronic drummer but the the band has continued to go with a more rock uh, traditional rock sound yeah i definitely enjoy the uh the heavier elements of hollywood undead more than the electronic and we'll definitely get into that as we talk about each volume and you guys would say that those elements are growing as the band goes on yes yeah i think and i think part of that is because more of the members are continuing to pick up instruments and learn and get better at playing them mm, to be yeah. honest. Yep. Like even Danny, you know, for instance, he's picked up since joining the band. He's, he just sang when he first started since joining, he's then started playing keyboards and then he's picked up guitars. Now he's also playing bass. Like that's just awesome that they're all becoming so versatile and what they're doing. Yeah. Gotta grow as an artist. So that's pretty great. All right. So let's, let's, Let's dive into the actual volumes here. So this is their first albums collectively since five, which came out in uh, October of 2017. So, you know, pretty proper, normal distance of time between albums, a couple years, two and a half ish. Well, they actually released an EP in between called Psalms, and it's got a couple of really good songs on it, too. Oh, cool. That's a great way to, um, you know, pass time in the middle. They released that. Yeah. In November of 2018. Good point. (laughs) One of my favorite songs i've heard in a long time from uh from them is called bloody nose it's on that album psalms the ep it's just funny because it's like making fun of somebody that they can't hit essentially (laughs) (laughs) so back in february on valentine's day hollywood undead did release new empire volume one the itch was definitely excited because when it came out we literally played it for flavor of the week two days later we played four different songs off of the album. We played a song called Nightmare, Upside Down, Heart of a Champion, and Already Dead. Uh, and Already Dead was actually the single off that album. Hmm. 
That's actually my favorite song off the off of that particular album. It's a good choice. It's kind of nice whenever whenever your your choice and like the studio's choice of best song on the album match. Yeah, it's it sounds a lot similar to like a Linkin Park style, and I I just love the heavy, more heavy oriented where they went in that direction. And I'm always a sucker for a good breakdown, and that that song definitely has a good breakdown. That was literally my note that I wrote down about Artie Dad was that this one is Lincoln Parky. <laughs> <laughs> Second Chances is also quite Lincoln Parky, just for the record. <laughs> yeah, Second Chances, uh, we ended up playing on our show as well as as well as Empire. I, I like Second Chances. You know, I, I wouldn't expect a collaboration with Benji Madden and Hollywood Undead that just seems like a very unlikely pair. Right. Um, and that... Benji Madden was featured in Second Chances, um, and if you're not familiar with who, who he is, he's one of the members, uh, founding members of a Good Charlotte. So yeah, that that was really surprising, and really even more surprising that I I liked the song. I don't really typically like anything that Benji Madden has a part of, but <laughs> Good Charlotte's not a band that is likely to get an itch, uh, a Rock Matters episode anytime soon. Uh, and I don't think it's ever been played on our show, and probably won't ever be. Played I don't on think our we show. have. Yeah. <laughs> I largely forget about them until something like this happens and one of the Madden shows up on something. Yeah, somehow they've been relevant. I don't, you know, kudos to them. However, I guess they married famous people, which helps. <laughs> that may have gone the more producer route. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, it's funny because like uh, there's a couple of those bands like that that just came out around the time that I wasn't a huge fan of, like uh, Fall Out Boy too, but. I actually have a little bit more respect for Fallout Boy because one of them uh, started the record company Fueled by Ramen. There you go. And who uh, who has signed a couple of my favorite artists like Gym Class Heroes and Grandson. And, and 21 Pilots, your other favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, they're called Fueled by Ramen, which has just got to be one of the best label names. Yeah, that's like every college student there is out there. Exactly. Someday we'll have to do an episode where we discuss awesome label names. And that will be one of them. That'll probably be the winner, let's just be honest. Yeah, that's true. And then we could just discuss, spend the rest of the time discussing just awesome uh, record companies in in general. Because there's not really... Well, we could do that too. Yeah, that sounds pretty good, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I'm for it. Well, there's... I don't know how much you want more, how much more you want to go over volume one. I just felt like volume one was a continuation of five, you know, five was kind of a heavier rock album. Yes. I felt like they just kind of picked it back up and, and decided to continue rocking out because, you know, out of, you know, now that volume two is out, we can actually compare the two, but you know, at the time I, I you know, I, even now I would say that um, volume one is definitely a more rocky Side the, the rocky side of Hollywood Undead as opposed to Volume Two. Yes, and I wanted to make reference of a couple of things. Number one, uh, Heart of a Champion shows up on both Volume One and Volume Two. Volume One is just Hollywood Undead, and then Volume Two there's a bunch of guest vocalists and not a whole lot of changes in the song. But on Volume One. It just sounds like a lot of the vocalists just do multiple tracks because they have a choir and then they have just a bunch of different vocal tracks to kind of fill the sound. So then we'll get into the the second part on volume two. 
The other thing I wanted to mention is the song Killing It. Um, that was one of my <laughs> least favorite songs because the vocals are really lazy because he basically just says he's fucking killing it over and over and over and over and over. And we're, we're never going to edit that to be played on the radio show. <laughs> That's great. You know, it's funny. It's like, I actually like that song because it, it, it's a throwback to their original style. Like that's something that would have been off of like their first album or two. Yeah. And yeah, just, I, that's why I really like that. So I, you know, it's not, I, I agree with you. It is lazy. It's, it's the same thing over and over again, just on top of a, a nice beat, but with a lot of echo reverb. Yeah. You know, it's something that you would hear in the club. Like, oh, yeah, and that's the, that's the point is that he's fucking killing. It. He's <laughs> killing it in the club. I'm feeling you on that idea because I know one of the things I noticed in listening to volume one you know, you guys mentioned before how they've gotten kind of heavier and rockier as they've gone on. They've also gotten, I would say, from my more limited experience, but nonetheless, more intense and oftentimes serious as they've gone on. Yeah. And so like like Time Bomb, track one on that album comes out that that hits hard out the gate and they're just like they are amped up and passionate about some stuff. And the next few tracks follow the same suit. So my my note on killing it was it's a little more fun and stupid and and, and i stand by that but it's a little bit of a relief because at that point they had like three or four tracks in a row that were this like heavier more intense thing and then they kind of lightened it up for a minute with that one yeah another track that i really liked was track seven uh upside down because that was a track where every member sang which is different yeah so which which one's the one that uh kind of sounds like a chipmunk <laughs> somebody in that track i don't i don't know but they they sounded weird to me <laughs> and i don't know who it Upside was because i don't yeah i can't oh i think part of part of that i think they just used a little bit of a well tweak on the vocals but i don't know also upside down features um the singer of the band sleeping with sirens oh, and okay. So it very so he's well probably the chipmunk. It very well could be Kellen Quinn that's the chipmunk. <laughs> I don't want to make that accusation right now. I'll go back and listen to it later and find out for sure. But it, it makes sense if it is because I I didn't hear anybody that sounded <laughs> like a little feminine and chipmunky <laughs> like in the other songs. It's just in that one. So I'm like, where'd this person come from? What's he, going on here? He kind of does, or they kind of do on Empire a little bit, but yeah, yeah. Now, I can actually help you. So like Charlie Sini is the one that just lays down awesome verses. He kind of sounds a little bit like Eminem. Um, he just has kind of the same flow as Eminem. Funny man is, is kind of got the deeper voice. He's always talking about how he's, uh, you know, riding in his car. Usually. Um, <laughs> All his verses are just about riding in cars. That's pretty much, <laughs> you know what this track needs guys. It's, it's cars and women with him. That's, that's for sure. This track uh, does Johnny- without a brother driving his car so let me just get a verse real quick yeah <laughs> johnny three tears is the guy who's always yelling at you yeah yep um okay. that totally makes sense and then and then j-dog is the guy who just sounds like everybody else they <laughs> think all the just like who's this guy oh it's got to be j-dog like it's just and then danny sings all the chorus stuff yes danny sings the choruses yep he's like he's the singer singer like yeah of the yeah group. yeah, the, yeah okay. he's the chorus yeah he's yeah, he's the one that actually has vocals. Now, I will say that like they're all getting better at singing. And in fact, I think Johnny Three Tears has a uh, solo project coming out soon. But he does. He's releasing a solo album in uh, January. 
So yeah, so that'd that be interesting to hear. Somewhere. Yeah, uh, hopefully he's not yelling at you the entire album. Um, <laughs> hopefully it's just, not you know a, a deuce of an album, as it were. Yeah, as yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I think, but they all have their own unique style, their own f- unique flow, and I think that's one reason why it works so well. And some of my favorite songs are when two of the the rappers sing the verse together and then Danny comes in with the chorus and then the other two rappers sing the final verse. Like that, those are some of my favorite Hollywood undead songs. And, uh, or like if they just have, they d- kind of do this on almost every song where if somebody sings the first verse, then another different singer sings the second verse. That's one of the things I absolutely love about this band is that it's just always different. You always have two different styles, at least two different styles in the same song. Yeah. You just never know what to expect. Now I will say that, and volume two, I know we haven't really gotten into starting to talk about volume two, but the one thing that I I was really missing in volume two was that one Charlie scene like verse that he just he either lays it down where he just flows super fast or just the the one of the coolest uh, beats or, or you know rhythms that I've ever heard. But there there was none of that in volume two. Like there was not any like where i was just like oh it's charlie scene verse oh he just killed it i'm laughing my ass off oh he's drinking like we're getting so drunk we're turning into geese like oh my god that shit's hilarious like there there was there was none of that on on volume two whatsoever i was i was really kind of surprised to be honest there's no typical charlie scene being charlie scene well i think part of that for volume two was volume two had so many songs that had featured guests yeah which when you're and when you're true. already a group of multiple vocalists, it gets a little crowded, I suppose. Well, and I think the the video for Heart of a Champion kind of made fun of that. It did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really do. It so, did. So, let's let's talk about that. Yeah. So to to, to specify here, uh, Heart of a Champion, the version that shows up on Volume Two features uh, Papa Roach. We've made mention on multiple episodes how Jacoby shows up literally everywhere these days. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere they go. Jacoby shows up and, and he's also, been the busiest man of quarantine that yeah, he somehow yeah. does not have COVID yet. And he's been <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> it features Papa Roach and uh, ice nine kills, which is another masked band, I guess. Just, I don't know that much about them <laughs> other than they kind of just, um, they kind of look like a horror show. Yeah. Spence, Spencer, the, the lead singer, uh, wears a lot of stuff around his eyes, like makeup yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So that's the introduction. Go as you were go on about, about this version of the track. Well, the, the video makes it like a straight video game that looks like something straight out of Capcom final fighter streets of rage. And it, yeah. and that's what was, that's what makes it funnier with uh, Danny's lack of name. Cause it has every one of the characters and, <laughs> and then, and Danny. Danny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've Don't unlocked J Dog. You've unlocked Funny Man. You've unlocked Danny. <laughs> <laughs> and then so as it goes on, Spencer uh starts singing it right at the beginning. And uh so he's unlocked. And then towards the end, Jacoby uh throws his brand new lyrics to the song. That was basically the only the only thing that really changed of the song was Jacoby's additional lyric content. Yep, just making his presence felt everywhere. The other yeah. thing that's interesting about the video is at the end, all of their masks like morph together and they become dead bite. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know that what that is. Pretty crazy. Like he turns into like this big villain. 
Yeah. <laughs> Dead Bite's a reference to another one of their songs. It's a reference to the bed bugs zombies yeah. <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> zombies i know good night sleep tight don't let the dead bite oh okay <laughs> wrap a rope around your neck and, and uh fuck i don't remember how it goes <laughs> <laughs> so the god heart of the champ of a champion which i think both versions i don't that to me feels like this band like um I don't know, trying to get something out there that could show up in a movie trailer or something. Right. But yeah. It's, it's it's a pretty poppy track. It's a, it's a catchy one. It's a good one. I would argue that's one of the better songs that they have amongst this collection. Well, you know, it's funny is like that, that freaking song would be freaking played everywhere right now. If sports were going on. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. Maybe I shouldn't said movie trailer. Like this is them well, trying to get, get like an MLB like, you know, highlights package or something. <laughs> it, it works for movies too. Like I could see it being in like an Avengers movie or something. Sure. Yeah. That's, I mean, don't be surprised if it does at some point, <laughs> yeah. it could be a thing for not necessarily Avengers, but you know, that, it, that heart of a champion is the track that's going to show up somewhere. Yeah. I'm always curious how those cl- types of collaborations work. Like a song that you've already put out there, like what, you know, what, what's the difference? Like why, would you re-release it with another person unless somebody like a Jacoby Shaddix reaches out to you like, man, I, I love that song, Heart of a Champion. You mind if I throw down a verse for it and you guys re-release it? Yeah. Like I I mean, if if I'm Hollywood Undead and Jacoby Shaddix calls me and says, I want to be on your song, I'm gonna let him do whatever the fuck he wants because he's Jacoby Shaddix and he's like on everybody's song. And apparently like it just whatever he touches is gold. So could have come down to that. I mean it's not impossible. i I would just be curious as to, you know, how that comes about because the song was already out. It was it was already good, you know, were, or were they just like, oh, you know, we got nine good tracks. Like, how the hell can we make a, a full album out of this and not call it an EP? Let's let's call up our buddy Jacoby and let's see if he <laughs> wants to do <laughs> like, you know, I'm just curious how that kind of stuff comes about. Like, that's that's always what I want to know. Like you guys mentioned, there's a lot of collaborations on this one. Uh, track Monsters um, has a rapper called Kill Station on it. I'm not going to lie. I didn't love that song, but it's another it's another feature. It's more of the hip hop style. Yeah, yeah, this whole volume two was more of the hip hop style of Hollywood Undead. And I think that's kind of why there was more collaborations is hip hop tends to have more collaborations in it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes total sense. And on that note, I think um, it was uh, track two coming through the stereo features a dude called Hiro the Hero. And uh, that's a guy I think is going to become a bigger deal very soon. And so I, he, he's been around for a while. He's been around a little bit and he he's, but he seems to be, he seems to be like gaining steam. Well, he, he and Hollywood undead have been like, have known each other for a long time. Cause he toured with them back in 2011. Like that's how I know him. So you might've seen him before. Yeah, like I have. That makes a lot of sense. I knew I've seen him before or heard him. Exactly. He he seems to be a little bit of a growing thing. And in in the rock world, like he um, just before this album came out, he released a new song that featured David Draymond of Disturb, which in, you know, like the hard rock metal world is a pretty big get. And that was Draymond featuring on on Hyro's song, not not vice versa. And so uh, I don't know. It just it seems like he's kind of on the upswing and that track coming through stereo was was a solid one i feel like for him yeah you know it's kind of funny it's like when i first heard it, it he reminds me a little bit of jared from head pe 
I could, I could yeah. see that. Yeah, it's a little bit faster and kind of a little bit higher pitch, but he just kind of has that same flow. Yeah. yeah. And since we're talking about the features, we might as well finish it up with the uh, the other oh, featured gosh. song. Uh, yeah, we're talking about guys with fast flows. Yeah. <laughs> Idol track six with uh, featuring Tech Nine. This dude, that dude, I don't, I don't even know how he gets the words out of his mouth. <laughs> Tech Nine is unreal. He's a he's a hip hop legend. And he is known for for that, for just just spitting it with the swiftness. I don't even know how to say it. You know, I'm not even like a huge hip hop fan, but I've always, for one, I've always loved Tech Nine because he's Kansas City local. Guy. Yeah, yeah. So like, I had a lot of respect for for him because I don't know many other artists that have come out of Kansas City. So okay. kudos to him for that. A little bit of in-state loyalty from you? Yeah, well, absolutely, absolutely. That, that and he just he's done a lot of stuff with rock and roll as well because yes. he's done stuff with Serge Tankian. He's done stuff Lincoln with Park. Lincoln Park. He's done stuff with uh, Corey Motherfucking Taylor. How he's going to be referred to? Is that how he's going to be referred to permanently whenever we speak of him? Uh, just Isn't just, that the point just of for a song? year or two. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I mean yeah that is kind of what he calls himself most of the time so yeah <laughs> he's earned that title right yeah I, I, I guess I mean literally title I don't know if you saw the cover of his album <laughs> it's, it's like wrestling championship belt yeah. that he's holding or that he that he has in the artwork for that stuff but I digress <laughs> so yeah. Tech Nine features on the track Idol and he kills it and so. Yeah, he he makes he makes the song, and you wanted to talk about some of the other. For some reason, they decided to do two other versions of Idol, featuring uh, Ghost Kid, who's a, a German artist, and then they also did it again with uh, Kurt ninety two, I guess. Yeah, I listened to those. Those guys are younger, newer. They're not yeah. legends like Tech Nine. Well, but... and he he's Russian, so. So it was interesting that they were, I don't, I don't know what their aim was, but it was kind of touching back on what you're saying about the heart of a champion one, I guess. Maybe they wanted to collaborate with all three of these guys. And that was the track that seemed to make the most logical sense. And so they put their favorite one on the album because the other two versions of idol are like bonus, like, uh, or yeah. maybe they're, they're exclusive somewhere. I don't know. I don't Either know. way, they're not on the proper release. They are not. Or they did, they did what the itch does. They send out all these like, different emails be like hey will you do a verse for us on this song and then like everybody answers them back at once and just gets everybody responds and gives them a verse that's that's what my thought is there you go there you go it, i i appreciated the kurt 92 version i thought he was solid ghost kid i is the cool name but i didn't yeah the ghost the, the ghost kid one was soft to me like it just was kind of whispery it was yeah. weird and then the Kurt ninety two one, I couldn't get past. He sounded like a cross between the Yelly Fred Durst and Polly Shore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm looking to that again Pauly later. Just Shore, he totally sounded like Polly Shore. <laughs> it was a... now you're making question why I liked it because that doesn't sound like something. Because you really sound like... like something I like at all. You really, but... <laughs> you really like son in law. I do like Polly Shore. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Some Cino man. Yeah, yeah, I do. And and sometimes Sunhawk. Supposedly there may be an Encino Man 2 coming out. Why though? <laughs> I, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> that movie was perfect how it was. It needs to be left there. 
But if Polly Shore wants to rap on a Hollywood Undead album, you know what? <laughs> they should get the actual Polly Shore to rap on an album because that seems like a weird Hollywood Undead kind of thing to do. I mean, it is. He is uh, probably dead. You know. Or, <laughs> I don't, I don't well, he, well, he did release that documentary. <laughs> he, well, he made a everybody film. thinks dead, so he can you know show that he is undead. He made a film called Polly Shore is Dead. Yeah. It was. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was his own mockumentary. Mockumentary. That's it. Yeah. There you go. It's not very good. No, it's not. I've but Polly Shore I... isn't that awesome either. So. <laughs> no <laughs> way. <laughs> 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 this is a direction oh, I didn't going. And really, neither is Fred Durst, but we talk about him all the time. Long live Fred yeah. Durst, I guess. Unfortunate. <laughs> Sorry, Arya. Well, and then that's the only that's the only thing that uh, is different is the Tech Nine verse is replaced with Ghost Kid and Kurt ninety two. So it's just right, that it's little the, minute and a half verse. It's the same spot, right? The same spot in the song. Mm-hmm. But. I will tell you this. There's a couple tracks on volume two that were, well, there's one that I thought was poppy in a way that wasn't good, which is called coming home. Yeah. And then there's one called going to be okay. Like it? I didn't care for that one very much. It was a good up- uplifting message. I, I liked. Yeah. There, I'll yeah. give them that. Which is nice to hear from, from most bands, to be honest. But, uh, and then there was a track called going to be okay, which to me, immediately seemed like that was the radio banger like if i'm them that's probably the one i'm sending out yeah it's a fun upbeat track and it was one of the tracks that they released before the album proper um but nonetheless the song ghost out had really nice lyrics unlike the killing it from the first volume (laughs) it was the opposite yes (laughs) so where what are you guys thinking in terms of where this album fits among their discography in terms of overall quality that's a tough question. It um, is. <laughs> you know, the, this is the, yeah, like I said earlier, it's just sixth and seventh album, but they also technically had a couple of different um, albums in between. They had an album called Desperate Measures that's like, it, I consider it like an EP. It had six new songs and then, well, it was two, six new songs, but two of them were covers. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like, so you know if if there's eight because I'll, I'll throw that EP in there if there's eight albums I'd say they're probably in the middle like I I love Notes from the Underground it's probably my favorite Day of the Dead's probably second up there and and I'd say five and then New Empire Volume one and two I don't know that's that's probably right around where I would I'd put them that's pretty close to what I would have to be honest I I enjoyed Volume one more because I enjoy the heaviness uh, direction that they went in. Like I enjoy the club songs, but that's just not typically my style. So with all the stuff that's come out this year that we've been listening to and all, you know, the previous Hollywood and dead albums, do you see yourself coming back to this one very often or, or, you know, is five or is some of the, uh, some of the, you know, probably grandson still, still in Dan's vehicle. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, do you, do you see yourself coming back to it? Is it probably going to kind of go by the wayside now that you've heard it and talked about it? I, I think it's going to stay around. And, and in fact, like, you know, we tend to, uh, you know, when we were doing the radio show, we tend to like the heavier side of, of Hollywood Undead. Like we ended up playing a lot more of their heavier stuff than you know, hardly any, you know, any other thing. Like, and, and in fact, I think it's, 
it's not just the music itself. It's it's the lyrics and yeah. the band yeah. members themselves. They they've really matured over the years, uh, and they, a lot of them have come out and s- stated that you know they're ashamed of some of the things that they said as as a band earlier. And I know when they first came about in MySpace, a lot of their their purpose was to try to provoke and uh, you know to get those listens at get the time. Noticed. Yeah, yeah. It, it was kind of that that immature humor a lot of times. Yeah, that uh, so. shock value. Yeah, shock exactly. And, I mean, yeah. and so a lot of the stuff that they, they said early on were crude. And, and I mean, don't get me wrong, it was still funny, but it was definitely not appropriate if if you're on the receiving end of that of the crudeness. Yeah. Well, and part of that's club mentality as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's it's been nice to see that, you know, they've they they have kind of matured. I think that they found their their path like you know, after they've moved away from the club scene, which was, you know, swan songs. And then they kind of started just, I don't know. They almost were kind of like seeing, you know, being like an almost really depressing band uh, through a couple of their albums, like day of the dead and notes from the underground. But, you know, that's one of the reasons why I absolutely love them is because they, they do, they're very open about their emotions and, you know, how they deal with them or, you know, they try to put a sarcastic spin on it, like Bullet was one of my favorite songs of theirs. But the whole song is is like this really upbeat tune, but it's a, a really deep, kind of depressing song. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's that's one of the things I've absolutely loved about them is that they and they continue to get better. I think at that is, you know, putting that emotion, putting you know, putting all their feelings into a song and and then having the music kind of express those same feelings as well. That's yeah. good. That's that's encouraging. We've mentioned that about a number of artists, how they seem to be aging well, which is always kind of cool. I mean, we're 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 a show that wants to deal with new artists as well as I guess we call them veterans. A lot of bands, in my experience, have an expiration date after a certain number of albums, in which the quality just drops off. And so it's refreshing every time we're able to talk about one that seems like that's not how it's happening with them. Well, and it's funny to me because Hollywood Undead has done the opposite of what most bands do, in my opinion, because when they first came out, you know, they played the club music, they played the music that's going to get played on on your popular stations. And, and they had those pop type songs, you know, like Bullet, for instance, was a song that got played everywhere. And I feel like since they decided that they kind of wanted to go more Rocky that they've actually kind of lost popularity and that they're, you know, cause like they, and that's the thing. It's like, I remember when they first came about and were first a thing, like they were always on one of the large stages. They always had a huge crowd. Yeah. And then like the, when, when five came out, I was literally able to go see them in the small little venue, basically 10 feet from the stage. Like it was crazy. And just, it, that to me is like unheard of when a band was as popular as they were. And then now they're, it's not necessarily like they're playing carnivals and things like that. But I mean, essentially they're playing the small venues, which I don't think that they care. I think that they just want to make music at this point. They even kind of say that on a lot of their songs on, on, on volume two. Yes. Yeah. So that's why I really have, have appreciated the band. Cause not only they matured lyrically uh, and musically, but they just, don't care they're just literally trying to make music at this point before they didn't care about what people said about them but now they just don't care they're just trying to make music and i appreciate that and i think that they they've done a great job and especially just getting better at playing those instruments and getting and and making the music better um but through that way yeah and it was it was nice to have you know 
two albums to kind of bookend the the start of the year and the end of the year and it's completely different sets of albums so it it's able to uh highlight their styles that they enjoy yeah so get out there and check them out (laughs) (laughs) uh so the the okay so the way to wrap this up you know i said the songs that we played for flavor of the week for the first album volume one Uh, what four songs would you play for flavor of the week on volume two and that's considering that you have to edit it as well by the way right Ah, right 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 right. i got you that one (laughs) (laughs) i would go with track two coming through my stereo I would go with track four, I'm going to be okay. Uh, track seven, Coming Home, I would have played Coming Home. And then I would have found a way to play track six, Idol. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm going to go with the same, except for I'm going to swap out Coming Home and I'm going to do that Heart of a Champion with Papa Roach and Ice Nine Kills. Yeah, I would definitely have to agree. You got to get that, that Heart of a Champion with Papa Roach and Ice Nine Kills in there. Sorry, even I, though I, I played left... the other Heart of a Champion version, you know, the last time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I left that one out because since it's on both, but I got gotcha. you. Yeah, um, I would have to also. I would have to play Medicaid. Like I absolutely love that song. Like I, it's just it's one of my favorites. Yeah, th- that song also kind of had a little bit of a Dirty Heads feel to me. Yeah, I could see that. It's because of the way that they they kind of repeat themselves but the, like it's i don't know the va- va- vacation kind of feel yeah the, the drum beat a? the drum beat reminded me of vacation oh, okay that makes more sense too yeah. yeah gonna be okay was was another one that i absolutely love just like you guys and then i'd probably would have to throw in either idle or unholy so yeah it, it might be a five song flavor of the week when we get back <laughs> uh, so we, we were all in agreement on on uh gonna be okay and idle i think yeah. so that's that's nice well, I'm I'm a huge fan of Tech Nine. He's been played on our show several times. Never actually played his music, right? But he's been played on our show <laughs> several times. I'm I mean, we, Casey and I have been a fan of Tech Nine ever since we roomed across the hall from him in college. And so, oh, <laughs> uh, inside jokes. <laughs> we won't make too many of those. We have stories to save for I don't know a clip episode or something sometime. It wasn't very good academically. No, he was he was real good at video games, and he yeah, was a football player. That was his his uh, gamer tag. Yeah. so that's <laughs> good to know. He was the nicer of the two guys that lived there, but <laughs> nonetheless, <laughs> honestly, that was my I believe my introduction to that name, and then I found out that he was named after a rapper. Yeah, and then later <laughs> on, I heard about the, heard more from the rapper. I was like, oh, okay. I I, I mean, if you're gonna just call yourself blatantly somebody else's name instead of making your own individual gamer tag you could do worse so yeah you could be something cool like that guy 98 (laughs) (laughs) dan's looking for partners to play mario kart if you want to hit him up and definitely not mario kart but i do play me some games (laughs) Uh, you want to play games with that guy hit him up you true i I will tell you that if you see that guy 98 in any kind of game you're playing most likely it is me like that is my gamer tag across everything, everything, like everything. So keep on the lookout for Dan. Yeah, that space guy, ninety eight. <laughs> <laughs> He's out there doing uh, that. 
Yep, I'm out there killing it. I'm killing <laughs> it. I'm fucking killing it, man. <laughs> kill it, kill it, kill it. Oh my gosh. All right, guys, we what the fuck is up? up? <laughs> We've got to close this out because it's going off the rails. We got to close it out. Close it out. Oh man, is that in the song? Please don't no, say that. No, it's song. not. But I was I was pretending like it was. <laughs> if I was, though, I would have said fucking. That's yeah. okay. Then there's That's so true. many. Ex- yeah, there's definitely <laughs> a lot of explicits in this uh, episode. I-, I meant to make mention of that. For as much as this band seems to have matured, they still drop so many f bombs, <laughs> and, and as I, many as they used to. Jesus Christ! That's, That's true. They edit songs off the first fucking album. Yeah. Well, <laughs> That's what I'm saying is that, like, to me, that word, st- I'm not, like, being stingy about, like, use of language or, like, you know, oh, this word is, is particularly naughty. But there it's, is a point where it's it, overdone. Loses its, it loses its power. Yeah. And it doesn't really mean anything. And it feels lazy after a while. And yep. I think that they still hit that point, if I can make one critique of them in terms of their lyricism. Agreed. They still hit that on a number of songs. I think it depends on the, the rapper. Yeah, and yeah. I, I couldn't tell you which one's doing it the most because I wasn't paying that close of attention, to be honest. But at least one of those guys really is still a potty mouth. Damn you, Johnny! Yeah. Maybe <laughs> all of them. I don't know. <laughs> so we got we got to bring it on home. Got to come home. Keep the conversation going on what your thoughts of New Empire Volume Two or Volume One was, or Hollywood Undead in general. Do you like the direction that the band is going? Is it? Are you more of a fan of their rock style or their hip-hop style? Please let us know what you think. We love hearing your feedback, your comments. We appreciate everybody that listens and all of your, you know, just giving us your time. We know that everything is out there vying for your attention, and uh, we appreciate you giving your attention to us. I would personally like to know if you think that Hollywood Undead would win in a fight against Ice Nine Kills. (laughs) Well, they're all wearing their masks, and they're all in some kind of crazy horror movie. They're all in the purge. You know that's where these guys would meet, is the purge. Yes. Well, let me know. Also, I want to make mention, as we kind of discussed at the very beginning of the episode, with people not really being sure of the artists, don't forget the Spotify playlist. Absolutely. We always try to uh, have a Spotify playlist that incorporates all of the artists that we talk about. Yeah, it always adds context. You want to know about specifically the main artists for any given episode. And then most of the people that we talk about, you know, spiced in throughout, you'll hear them on there too. So it, it adds a lot of context if you've, you know, got that interest in time as well. So please give us your feedback and your uh, critiques. We enjoy listening to them and we take it to heart and we'll talk about it on an episode. So you can check out our website, itchrocks.com. I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S dot C-O-M. <laughs> that be our thing now? I guess maybe that's what you think. <laughs> you can leave us voicemails on there. I want to make that clear again because I think that's fun. And I want to get some of those. So thank you very much for listening to the Itch Rock Matters. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, rock on. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the show. We've got plenty of links in the show notes to continue the conversation, including the episode's playlist. And you can interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, or through Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.
Good night, sleep tight. Don't let the dead bite. Wrap a rope around your neck. And, and uh, fuck, I don't remember how it goes.